Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and I'm a great rectifier. That's what I do. I break down. I rectify. And I'm Bob Zanensky, and just knowing me is a liability. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here to, today to discuss Season 6, Episode 3, the Ida Funkhauser Roadside Memorial, which originally aired on September 23rd, 2007. So right off the bat from the episode title, we know that we're getting a lot of Funkman in this episode. We got a lot of funk man, not a lot of the uh, funk mom because uh, she's dead <laughs> for her. Yeah, but it's really it's really the breakout, you know, so far this season, three episodes in. We we were very excited for the blocks to, to appear. But, uh, you know, a J.B. Smooth Leon comes in episode two. He's not in this episode at all. Jeff is around, but I would say that funk man is Larry's number one man, the second biggest character in the show after Larry and maybe Cheryl so far this season. Yeah, he's really making his presence known. Yeah, he will even um, declare himself Larry's best friend for the first of many times in today's episode. <laughs> yes, and yeah, he will be rebuffed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into the uh, rebuffing. Yeah. So uh, we are uh, over at Jeff's house and Larry. That's a question. What happened to Larry's band? Yeah, I was wondering. That's what I thought when when Susie comes in and is like, what's going on? Like, I thought she was going to say, what are you doing here? Your bands. Uh, But everyone seems to have forgotten about that already. Instead, she says something crazier. She says she claims she's closer to Funkhauser than Larry is. Yeah. And she was uh, waiting for Larry to wish her condolences as a result. Yeah. uh, and in my, which, my, as I just which, said, yeah. Funkman in this very episode calls Larry his best friend. So what the hell is Susie talking about? Yeah. It doesn't way, Larry doesn't sense. even object. Larry just says, yeah, but I've known him longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I well, think Larry's long. accurately describing from his perspective, they're not best friends at all. Yeah. Well, I think she specifically says that she knew her better. So maybe she was closer with uh, Funk's mom. Oh, OK. But, but I'm pretty sure they're talking about the Funkman himself. Could be. Yeah. But yeah, it might make um, more sense that that Susie would have been better friends with Larry's mom. Although, how many of your spouse's friends' parents are you friends with? Not many. It's a stretch. Yeah. Um, Susie's got a very self-inflated uh, sense of self-worth, though. So, <laughs> Yes. Um, what's interesting is uh, I, I caught on the uh, IMDb goofs. Uh, I'm not going to claim to have remembered this, but in the episode from season four, The Weatherman, when uh, Marty speaks at his father's testimonial, he mentions that his mother had died 10 years earlier. Ah, so somehow she has uh, returned from the dead, was riding around in a wheelchair, yeah. got hit by a car, hmm. and now she's dead again. Maybe she was a ghost. And that's why the car didn't see her. 
yeah, also, she, apparently she's very reckless in that wheelchair. So this <laughs> yeah. came as no surprise to anyone. Had it coming. Yeah. Um, uh, strangely enough, I just watched. Um, are you familiar with the show Bonding on Netflix? Nope. So I just watched all of uh, the two seasons of Bonding in the last like day and a half. Uh, there, the episodes are like 15 minutes long, which is perfect because you can really rush through them, especially if you watch it faster than 1X. Says this is a dark comedy. Yes. Uh, but there's a character who's very irresponsible with his jaywalking and gets hit by a car. Oh, that's a spoiler. And I just saw that episode last night and I just saw this episode of Curb. So, yeah. Oh, Janet is in it. Jan- yeah, from, uh, yes, that's true. Does she play an all knowing, all powerful? No, she does not. Heaven being? No, no, but the main character's name is Chester. Uh, and she's a Jew who went to Jewish day school in the Midwest. So. Tiffany, Tiffany Kester. Yeah, no, the actress. And now, now she lives in New York City. Yes. So we're the same person, basically. Yeah, so it's really a show about yeah, you. We're, we're both doms <laughs> late at night. To, uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you excited to finally be seen? <laughs> yeah, you should see it. Well, I'm a, uh, I'm a sub, so I wear the, uh, the collar on the neck. <laughs> I see. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so back to the episode? Yeah, back to the episode. Back to the episode. Um. So um, Larry uh, mentions that, you know, the worst part about all this is that Marty owes me $50 and now there's no way I'm going to get it back. You can't ask uh, a mourner for money back. And uh, Jeff decides to break tension by suggesting that him and Larry go get some ice cream. Uh, But before they do, they uh, quickly talk about how Sammy has her interview coming up for Dryden. And apparently uh, the blacks are going to be interviewing there as well. Yeah. Now, Um, why would Larry be attending an interview for Loretta's kids? This I don't understand. Well, apparently Larry and Cheryl are pulling some pretty heavy strings to make this happen. So I assume that like their time with the with the dean is would go a long way. Okay, all right. That was my guess. We'll, we'll get into um, the relationship between this dean and the Davids uh, as the episode progresses. Yeah, it's and uh, yeah, and Susie and uh, Susie and Larry having a little bit of an argument about whether Sammy is smarter or Daryl and Keisha are smarter. Um, whether they're able to do multiplication, Sammy can do multiplication and division, even long division. Um, and in any event, Susie's like, well, it's not really your DNA. So like, don't be so impressed with yourself. No matter yeah. what. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll follow up from last week. Like Larry is taking a real heavy interest in these kids who yeah. he, a, had no, had no interest in bringing to begin with. Like he yeah. resented the whole thing. Um, and he's like never shown even the, a small amount of affection for a child before like this. Um, he'll even say later, he doesn't like kids. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, we're seeing a new Larry. But we're really not. Yeah. Um, I will say in our next scene, um, Jeff gets serious asshole of the week points by referring as an ice cream store. What is clearly a frozen yogurt store. Yes. Um, But let's talk about this for a second. So the the oversampler, you know, this woman is obviously pushing it a little too far for, you know, television's sake. I would yeah. say the, the oversampler, the elimination of the oversampler, a great benefit of COVID. Because now when you go to that ice cream store or that frozen yogurt store, you're in, you're ordering, you're out. There's no like lollygagging. Yeah. I mean, the thing here that happens that doesn't usually work this way is that like if somebody was like in sample phase, like most places they'll be like, okay, you do your sample thing, go nuts. But in the meantime, I'm going to continue to serve customers that are ready to order. Like, well, most places have more than one employee also. Right. But even yeah. so, it's like if you're sampling, like you're not sampling, like while you're ordering, like the, they would go to the next person and like let them move yeah. forward. I think most places now, that I go. To. Now, my wife worked at an ice cream place uh, for a oh, while. Yeah. It was her first job. But she's uh, not here for me to ask her her feeling on the samplers. I know I've talked to her about this issue before. 
Yeah. Her, her um, response Larry, was not memorable. Yeah. So well, before, before the, he has the incident, Larry explains to Jeff on the line that on days that I want sex, I'm a lot nicer than we have sex. <laughs> then I go back to being the way I am. Yeah. Why not just have, well, I guess he's a certain age. Right. I was saying, be, be nice more frequently. There's more days with sex. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, while they're online and like Jeff is like, you know, it's taking a long time and Jeff reconsiders the whole thing. This, you know, this, was, this, this was his whole thing to begin with. He's like, let's go get ice cream. They go they're online and he's like, you know what? I shouldn't eat ice cream. And he leaves Larry there. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. High level play by Jeff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, Larry's like, you know, commenting along with her as she's like choosing flavors. He even like that a new guy comes into the store and like Larry just like continues with him as if, as if this guy is Jeff. Um, and he's like, Oh, maybe banana. He's like, Oh, banana. What could that taste like that? Maybe it's bananas. She <laughs> um, like finally confronts her and uh, she finally, she chooses plain vanilla and storms out. Yeah. And Larry's like, vanilla. Are you kidding me? How's the vanilla? Oh, is that a vanilla? Yeah. Um, Which my- I think actually is a, a perfect encapsulation of vanilla because it's like you would make fun of somebody for getting vanilla, but it's like, you know, it's good. Vanilla is good. Yeah. Like well, vanilla is good, but there's always something better. Like you can get the vanilla ice cream with chocolate chip cookie dough in it or something. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. a place like this, right. You're getting toppings. You're getting all sorts yeah. of fun stuff. But yeah. Um, my kids, whenever we go to an ice cream place, always all get plain vanilla and I don't know, or plain chocolate. And we'll show them like the 37 different options they have. Like this one is called Cookie Monster and it's blue and it has like all kinds of shit in it, colorful oh, shit. It's like Cookie, Monst- Cookie Monster is my kids literally their favorite ice cream. Oh, well, it should be. And my kids see it. They're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that looks good. We'll have the vanilla. <laughs> no, yeah, they, you should. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're better off. Care. Eating, yeah. Uh, eating vanilla. The Cookie Monster is a disaster. Yeah. And it's probably I'd probably rather have the vanilla like leftovers and the Cookie Monster. I'm sure the Cookie Monster is good, but no, it's very good. But yeah. it's also like it's a big mess and it's yeah. much worse for them. <laughs> They're all a mess. Yeah, well, it's you know, there's there's a there's a white mess and then there's a blue mess. Sure, with, that's you know, true. Yeah. Cookies. <laughs> my my kids have had multiple fights and dropped ice creams and stuff at the ice cream place. And like the five second rule, out the window with ice cream. The ice cream can be driven over by a car, and they'll get down on the ground and like lick off whatever. <laughs> they and, and also, it's not the kind of thing that doesn't you know pick up dirt, obviously, but they don't care. Yeah, yeah. My kids have started licking the microwave popcorn bag. After, it's mm. like as if it's like we're they're like starving people, like with no yeah. food available. They're like licking the bag for for nutrition. Yeah, <laughs> always makes you. Um, when I was a kid, we used to get orange juice. You know, the concentrate orange juice in the in the frozen container in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And then you know to make it, you like you pour it in in a jug in a carafe, whatever, along with like three of the of the of the containers full of water right and then you mix it mm-hmm. and whenever i would do this i would always upon completion of like the making of the orange juice process i would then pour a cup of orange juice into that very cup that it had just come from like that the container and drink the very it. cup yes. for which you had and, poured and my dad would always get very upset he's like you know we can afford cups you don't have to drink out of that and i always think but i mean i'm holding it in my hand right here why go throw it away come back to the counter take out a new cup you know this is right here so you do the thing that like they do at like Shavu Brachos at the wedding, where they take all the cups and they pour them into each other, as if they know what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, that thing you're saying. Um, yeah. Um, oh, so actually, so we we found I don't know how it appeared in our freezer, but we found this week a frozen container of like concentrate orange juice. So I showed my kids how to make this orange juice. You know, you pour it in and then you uh, fill it three waters full, and then you take the first drink from the from the container itself. So that's the Chester tradition now. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Um, so as uh, as Larry's leaving the store, who does he bump into? Of mm. course, it's Marty Funkhauser, mm. and uh, Marty's out for a jock. He's trying to, uh, you know, he's he's doing some more exercise, uh, trying to work out his all his pent up emotions, get them out of his system. Did you know that an orphan that uh, exercise is good for a uh, morning? 
Um, I, I'm told exercise is good for a lot of things, <laughs> yeah. but you know, Larry's going to try to remember. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Larry's Larry decides this is a good time to call him out on the fact that he never uh, wished him condolences. Um, uh, Larry's and Marty's like, well, you know, I've been a little preoccupied now that I'm an orphan. Yeah. Little and... orphan Funkhauser. How do you feel <laughs> yeah. about this? Uh, Funkhauser calling himself an orphan at that age. Um, I mean, it's like, he's technically right, but it's like, shut the fuck up. Like yeah. you also like go around saying I'm an orphan. Like when you're seven, like you're literally 70. Yeah. yeah, my, yeah. Your parents are like probably supposed to be dead. Maybe like, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. it's okay for your parents to die when you're 70. Like that's, that's kind of how it works. When my mom's mom died, she turned to me sadly and said, I'm an orphan now. And <laughs> <laughs> I should have uh, called her. Oh, little orphan Chester. <laughs> little orphan Chester. Yeah. I thought I had a funny tweet. Got no reaction. Um, what was it? <laughs> I was reading this. Um, I was reading D'Arta- D'Artagnan, you know, from the Three Musketeers. Okay. Um, so I was reading like the Wikipedia article about the real life person. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently, <laughs> what's so funny? I love that. This is like this is a thing. No, I just like I think about it all the time. Like they're like, oh, that's just like something I did today. Like I read, like <laughs> yeah. I read I research about the real life of a character of a book that you know, have you even read the book? I've not read the book. Have you read yeah. the book? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've read. Anyway, yeah. I've read a couple of them. Um, he, you know, he's not one of the three musketeers, D'Artagnan. He's like the fourth. <laughs> oh, not, I don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a misleading title, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. So D'Artagnan's the fourth of the. He joins the three musketeers. He's the fourth musketeer. But yes. Um, Anyways, he um, but he was apparently a real life person also, also a musketeer. But there were more than three of them in real life. Um, So anyway, so I'm reading. I'll tell you how it happened, because, you know, this Josh insists that if your name is Anthony Edwards, you know, and you're a black kid born in 2001, your nickname has to be the name of a a white character from a TV show, you know, the previous decade before you were born. Uh, Did you see that in the in the patron group? No, I missed. I, oh. I I think I came back with like 300 and I said, oh, fuck yeah. okay, so Anthony Edwards on the Timberwolves, you know, he is, he's a rookie. He was the number one draft pick. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. He's got the same name as Anthony Edwards, the actor from ER, which is like yes. the white ball. Yes, guy. he was also in uh, Top Gun. Yeah, he was also a goose in Top Gun. Yes. So Josh says that if your name is Anthony Edwards, your nickname is required to be Dr. Green or whatever the, the character was, was named from from uh, from ER. And and how could Anthony Edwards on the on the two worlds? His nickname is the Ant Man. How could the Ant Man not be called Doctor Green? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a pretty bold take that yeah. he must do that. Yeah. I mean, I would say like if he did that, I would be like okay, like I don't yeah. even think yeah. So anyway, not a must. So then somebody, so you know that show was actually on the air until two thousand nine, which is insane. It had three hundred and thirty one episodes. Yeah, I knew it was a long time. Did you know that Quentin Tarantino directed the season one finale? No, I did not know that. I just should learned I, that like, last it? week. I'm gonna I I, pl- I I like put it on my list of things to watch. Um because I think it's like one of the have only you ever, things. Have you ever seen an episode of VR? Um probably. Hmm. Like in the nineties, it'll probably like I watched it because I didn't have cable. So like yeah. probably, I, I never like watched it routinely. Yeah. But I'm sure there were times where I watched the episode because like what else did I was I gonna watch? Oh, I have never seen it for sure. Yeah, I've definitely seen episodes. Do you know that Grey's Anatomy is still on the air and has had like over 300 plus episodes also now? Yes, I know this because my wife just caught up on it from the beginning. Like she had never watched it before. <laughs> she's been like, she's like, did it, like, what? Why? It took, her, it took her like a Why year. Why would you do that? Say two insane people who watched all of Survivor in much exactly. less time. Yeah, I'm like halfway through my second watch. Yeah, um, that's funny. So so someone pointed out that so when some point of Grey's Anatomy is on the air even longer. So I said, oh, man, they're better. So I looked up Grey's Anatomy, looked up the top male actor from the show who I hadn't heard of, like the equivalent of Anthony Edwards, and his name is Justin Chambers. So okay. I so so I say, oh, man, I, there better not be a, a basketball prospect named Justin Chambers who doesn't go by the nickname Dr. Alex Zamour or whatever the guy's name is <laughs> on the show. 
And so that, of course, led me to read the Wikipedia page of the guy who plays uh, of Justin Chambers, of the actor Justin Chambers. And he played D'Artagnan in a movie, which led me to click on D'Artagnan, which led me to click on the learn about the real life D'Artagnan. So yeah. Anyway, I mean, what, yeah. what did you say, even just from the conversation that we had, that we stumbled across with a much better answer, which is that his nickname, if anything, should be Goose, because he is much more famous for Top Gun, I would say. Yeah. And Goose is an actual like good nickname. Dr. Green is the yes. idiotic okay. <laughs> Well, that's actually a good point. This conversation has been had in that same chat, I think, once before, actually. Um, I think around the time of the draft. Anyway, um, okay, so yeah, so I was reading D'Artagnan's page on Wikipedia, and I came across this interesting nugget. D'Artagnan was famous for his connection with the arrest of Nicolas Foucault, of course. Uh, okay. Apologize, apologize for my uh, mispronunciation. Foucault was Louis XIV's finance minister and aspired to take the place of Mazarin. Count Mazarin is, is uh, the top uh, Catholic cleric at the time, and he's close buddies with D'Artagnan. And take the place of Mazarin as the king's advisor. Foucault was also a lover of grand architecture. By the way, this is very perm story-esque. Foucault was also a lover of grand architecture and employed the greatest architects and artisans in the building of his chateau, Vous le Vicomte. Yeah, by the way, there's only like five different stories. Like, they're all the same stories. Yeah. (laughs) He celebrated the completion with the most extravagant feast at which every guest was given a horse. Who goes to a party where the party favors a horse? Who leaves a party with horses to go yeah. to a no, a no horse party? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but by the way, uh, the answer is don't throw uh, a party and give everyone a horse because the king felt upstaged by the grandeur of the home and the event. And suspecting that such magnificence could only be explained through Foucault's pilfering the royal treasury, three weeks later had D'Artagnan arrest Foucault on the very gallows. You get a horse. Yeah. You get a horse. You get a horse. <laughs> well, that's true. Oprah did that. To prevent his escape by bribery, D'Artagnan it's was actually, It's to... actually the same thing. It's, the, it's, the exact... <laughs> it's literally the exact same thing, yeah. So, do you think Oprah oh, stole it from D'Artagnan? Oh, first of all, I'm sure she did, but second of all, well, from Foucault. But imagine if, like, she does that on an episode where Obama's on the episode, and Obama's like, wait a second, we have to look into Oprah's finances if she can afford to have a... By the way, she can have, afford to give a card to everyone in the audience, yes. She can afford to give a card to everyone in America. <laughs> Could she literally? What is she worth? Like $3 billion? I'm, I'm making up a number. So then she's in the podcast, by the she, way. This is good oh. stuff. We can leave this in the podcast. Okay, fine. Um, I don't remember, I, take out the breast milk stuff, probably. <laughs> um, Either way. Yeah. <laughs> she's worth 2.6 billion. Okay, so she can give every American like $7. Yeah, I guess that's not such a good car. Well, how about you know, uh, each family a car? That's well, more I mean, realistic. Well, I mean, each family is like 30 bucks. Yeah. If, if, right? I mean, she I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not in any condition to do math right now. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, all right. So let's, let's jump back into the ice cream. Yeah. So um, the ice cream is uh, jumping down a little bit on Larry. He, you know, he's saying I'm how, gonna change uh, the subject for a second. I just said, let's jump back into the ice cream. And I thought, uh, you know, like Scrooge McDuck always like jumps into the gold, which is obviously impossible because if you jump into a pile of gold, like there's no give in, in the pile of gold. Oh, you would have um, a horrible concussion and break <laughs> yes, many bones. Yeah. <laughs> Let me dive into my coin collection. Um, but uh, all right, this is going to get dark. I actually remember reading a Newsweek, which was a thing that people did at the time, uh, that at the speed at which JFK Jr.'s airplane hit the ocean, it's the equivalent of an airplane hitting cement. Okay. Yeah, uh, dark. Sorry. So anyways, let's lighten things up uh, again. So um, I was thinking, like, be, uh, let's jump back into the ice cream. Uh, if you could jump into any, like, non-water material what would you choose and not and, and not like um and i'm not gonna say and not like pillows because that's been done before oh uh, 
Yeah, I was going to say cotton balls. Is that the same thing as pillows? <laughs> yeah, n- and not a ball pit, you know, n- not, a, not, not a thing that you've ever jumped to that one would normally So wh- jump what into. am I allowed to choose? Tell me what I could choose. <laughs> Something that you've never jumped into before. Something that you're going to be dirty when you come out. Um, I, I guess I could dial, dive into a, a mudslide type thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was I mean, thinking like a food product, but. Oh, okay. Well, I, 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 I didn't cream. really know where you're going with yeah, this. Slight, slight, slightly melting ice cream. Slightly melting ice cream wouldn't be too bad. I would say wine. Um, People actually take yeah. wine baths. That's what they would do like on Double Dare. Often it's like you would go down like a slide and you would like crash into like a giant like tub of like ice cream or, yeah. you know, um, not Double Dare. Was it Double Dare? What would you do? It was like the, it was the same guy, Mark Which Summers. One? He had, yeah, he had a different called. show. They had, they had a lot of like obstacle courses where you had to like go down into like yeah. giant cookies. You've done the thing at like the eighth grade Purim Carnival where you sit on the thing and then when someone hits the ball, you fall in the water, right? I've thrown the thing. I don't think no. I've ever sat on the thing. I'm not uh, an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just thinking, like, if you fall on something that, other than water, what would you want? I think wine is probably the answer. But wine? Think, yeah. Yeah, wine would be fun. Yeah, but I, but slightly melting. Melting enough so that you don't fall into a solid <laughs> ice cream would not be a terrible choice either. Yeah. yeah. Soda could be interesting. Yeah. Very bubbly. Uh, what, what, is yeah. it, what is it? And wine, you would be very messy after. <laughs> you would be like stained. <laughs> yeah, like, but I'm saying, but people literally take wine baths. That's a thing people do, like at spas. Oh, is it? I never yeah. heard of that. That's well, crazy. I mean, very stupid people who like to waste money. Amari Stoudemire yeah. used to do it a lot back before he became an Orthodox Jew. Yeah. yeah. A series <laughs> of mistakes. <laughs> I mean, I would argue probably much less of a big mistake was jumping into taking uh, wine baths. <laughs> Uh, jumping into a wine bath had, had much uh, lower consequences. Yes. <laughs> Amari, you know what? It's too late, actually. As, yeah. as, as one of my kids liked to inform me very factual the other day, he learned in school. If you're not you Jewish, you can become Jewish. If you're Jewish, you can't become not Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Tell that to all the former Jews. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think son, they would uh, they would beg to yeah. differ. So my like, no, 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 haha! But technically, we still bind you by our <laughs> system of rules. Way, it's say, kind of funny, okay. like like Jewish people get mad at like like the Mormon Church, you know, converting uh, Jews after death and like mm-hmm. co- concerning the Mormons. But yeah, but right. we all do that. Everyone goes around saying, no, no, you're still one of us. Sorry, you're one of us, whether you like it or not. Yeah, everyone does their own stupid shit that is like yeah. highly offensive in certain situations and yeah. whatever. You know, teach their own. Just don't bother people. Yeah, I've, I don't know where you think you're going, but uh, you're one of the tribe. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick around. Yeah. All right. Now let's where else am I going to go? Nobody else will take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, Marty uh, pulls a uh, tells Larry, oh, by the way, I uh, I owe you some money. I just remembered. And uh, I just so happened to have it on me. Mm. And he reaches not into his wallet, uh, not into his back pocket, mm. <laughs> not even to, you know, something even inside his shirt. No. He pulls out a $50 bill from his sweaty sneakers. Now, he had exactly a 50. Was yeah. he intending on running into Larry David? Um, it doesn't seem like it. Because there's no yeah, other it's, circumstance. It's quite a coincidence. Like, let's say that you're going jogging and you say, I'm going to have some cash just in case I have some kind of emergency that requires cash. It would probably be the kind of place like a, a bodega, a convenience store, or like a, 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 you know, I don't know, a newsstand. The kind of place that isn't taking change for something less than a 20. Yeah, I think mean, a $50 bill is pretty useless in yeah, general. It's a very even strange if, bill. Even if it's like a brand new crisp $50 yeah. bill. Now, yeah. this $50 bill, we'll learn, is even more useless than your typical yes. 50 Now, we have a friend who uh, last week insisted there should be $30 bills and $40 bills. Yeah, that friend has a lot of zany. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I finally learned to not even respond to that. 
yeah, it's a yeah. it's a it's a highly developed skill. Yeah. It takes many uh, years. Like a fine <laughs> because I'm like, well, the retort is so obvious here. Why don't I just provide it? And I'm sure it'll change his mind. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we need. We more we need more denominations of paper money in 2021. Why is it a $27.94 check? Like, you know, anyways. All right. Yes. So, um, by the way, the, the soliloquy that Larry gives about the, the dripping ice cream. Is that yeah, very good? No, that's oh, right here. That's right here. Yeah. Do, do you know Rabbi Yitzhak Cohn's ice cream thing? Uh, yeah, you lick it up. You lick it, yeah. and you lick it, and you yeah. lick it up. So it's very similar here. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the nimshal? What's the what is the metaphor for that one? Oh, the, the people, their obsession with um, getting every last drop of ice cream, you know, they should be uh, more. Uh, oh, they, like your should, kids, like your yeah, kids. They should have more. They obsession. should lap up misses yeah. from the floor. Yeah, they, they should be more obsessed with more important things in life, I guess, is his point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, but, it's, not, it's not the worst thing he's ever said. Yeah, but, you know, ice cream is delicious and like doing your homework is not. So, yes. you know, mm. counterpoint. Uh, yeah, so uh, Marty's like, look. It's either this $50 bill or nothing. No other funds. It's the last $50 I have to my name. Yeah. We're never going to see each other again. Take it or leave it. And Larry mm-hmm. takes it because, you know, it's money. So he yeah, Well, he takes it, but he doesn't literally take it. He says, put it in my pocket. He doesn't want to touch it. <laughs> right. doesn't want to touch it. Right. He's, uh, he takes it very begrudgingly. Um, so Larry returns home and he has ice cream for Cheryl. And Loretta's like, well, what about the ice cream for me and my kids? It's not yeah. enough that you you uh, bought me a, got me a house and you got, you're getting my kids into this cushy private school. Where's the ice cream, Larry? Mm. And Larry By the way, I'm going to point out, Larry goes to buy ice cream for Cheryl to have sex with Cheryl. Cheryl does not have sex with him. Loretta will. Uh, yeah, well. So maybe you have to not buy ice cream. Not buy ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Um, first of all, let's, can we please stop calling this ice cream? It's frozen oh, yogurt. Frozen yogurt. Sorry. <laughs> you know, if not, all the bad things that happened in this episode would not have happened if only they had gone to an ice cream store. Mm. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Like my, my wife is very insistent on calling uh, Dairy Queen Dairy Queen. It's not ice cream and it's not for, like the oh, it's soft like its, own, ca- it's, its, own, yeah. it's its own category of food. Yeah. Like the way people in the South say Coke for like all like, you know, soda or pop. So, yeah, my wife refers to it as Dairy Queen. She's like, I don't want to get ice cream. I want to get Dairy like, Queen. But like she doesn't refer to the item itself as Dairy Queen, right? Like, does I, she say like, oh, am I going to get like a chocolate Dairy Queen or a vanilla Dairy Queen? Dairy Queen? <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I think she would. If you said to her, like, what are you holding in your hand? She'd say, oh, this is Dairy Queen. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's not correct. Yeah. I argue with her. Yeah. Tell her I said she's wrong. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, it's actually okay. when she was pregnant I, in 2020, I feel like I went to Dairy Queen so many times and now I haven't been there uh, ever since. Uh, oh, we she, had the so she was really cliche in that regard. Yeah. Well, the cliche, of course, that women want the Dairy Queen. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's the, exa- pickles, that's exact words. Of, yeah, that's exact words of the uh, of the cliche. Yes, that's how the saying goes. Yes, um, yeah, yeah so good Larry's product placement like, for Dairy Queen. Yeah, Larry's like, look, it's an honest mistake. I'm not used to thinking of any other people besides for Cheryl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and really, like, this is a sin of uh, omission, not a sin of commission. You He's know right. the difference, right? Yeah, um, it's not. Yeah, it's not like I thought. Like, oh, should I get uh, yogurt for Loretta? And I said, no, fuck Loretta. I just didn't think of it. Like, it's you know. Yeah, I, I have this discussion with my wife a lot about things that I uh, forget to do or don't do properly. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't like decide to screw you over. Yeah. Like, I just like I didn't do it right. Like, no, my, my wife says the same. My wife thinks you actively thought, oh, Jen wants me to do this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going <laughs> to not do that. <laughs> right. Because fuck Jen. Yeah. She's an idiot. It's much like, better. I didn't think about her at all. <laughs> and, and, and what I would like is that for when she gets home at the end of the day, for her to be angry. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the way. Yeah, that'll, yeah. yeah, that's a win for me for her yeah. to be angry. <laughs> this was it all. This was all planned. 
Um, so yeah, it's just unintentional. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl comes in and she's got some bad news. She's like, Larry, did you by any chance get it into an altercation with a woman? <laughs> I love this. Like Cheryl, like hears a story. It's like, oh yeah, Larry got into a fight with the dean of admissions. She's like, yeah, okay, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, Larry David does. Mm. Um, and yeah, the rub is basically, you know, Keisha and Daryl. Hold on, are we, did, are we done with Funk, with Funkman's uh, conversation? Yeah, we've been talking no, about this conversation for a I, I, I had some thoughts about that scene. I totally forgot about them. All right, um, throw them in right now. Okay, so first of all, uh, Funkman asks, uh, Funkman says, you know, it's sort of towards the end of the conversation, Larry, are you coming to the funeral? I, I don't know why we skipped over that. I literally LOL'd when he said that. I thought that was very, very funny. <laughs> also, by the way, the way they're both acting in that scene, especially Larry, you would think like, oh, the funeral happened like two weeks ago. You know, now he's out, he's jogging. Right. Yes, I right. I was surprised at the end where it's like, okay, today's the funeral. We're like, wait, yeah. what? Like, I feel like we are. Like, been a long story wise, have moved past that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but okay. So now now I want to talk about the dean at the at the ice cream place. So mm-hmm. this dean recognizes Larry, who has yet to show up for the interview, right? So, but whatever, maybe she knows him. He's famous, whatever. She recognizes him. She comes back to the office. She says to somebody, "You know what." Keisha and Daryl Black, those two unfortunate kids, you know, those two unfortunate homeless African-American <laughs> right. kids, they're no longer into our, allowed into our school because the guy whose house they're currently staying at was rude to me at a frozen ice cream place. So she, first of all, she says that, which is an insane thing to say. To someone, well, well to, 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 to be fair, I think yeah. to what I, what I suggested earlier is that what's going on here is that Larry and David, Larry and Cheryl David are mm-hmm. yeah. like using their connections to get these like new kids that just moved into town under to, sure. like, to, to the head of the list. And so, like, a favor in theory is being done for them. And now that, oh, that guy in the store, that was Larry David, the guy who's like, I'm doing a favor for my friend. Like, you know what? Fuck them. They're not getting into the school. Like, I'm not, you know, this guy was rude to me. Like, I don't need to, like, I don't need it. Like, I sure, but who's that. coming off as the bigger asshole here? Because then Larry goes to the media or Loretta goes to the media and says, yeah, so my kids were going to get into the school. And then the dean decided <laughs> not to because she was pissed at some, you know, rich white guy who insulted her in an ice cream store. Like, she comes off as a much bigger asshole than Larry. I guess. I don't know that this is necessarily going to make it to the media back then. but uh, I feel like it could. Larry David's got connections. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess. Twitter. I guess he posted to Facebook. I mean, Larry David has many altercations throughout <laughs> this series. He rarely goes to the media like to air his... Uh, yeah, but here are the victims of these two innocent African-American like homeless right, kids from, you know, from Houston they're, or whatever. They're a more empathetic story. That's yes. true. Uh, but, but I still don't understand. So, But she has that whole train of thought, the Dean, and then she calls Cheryl and tells that to Cheryl. And again... Cheryl in that situation should not be mad at Larry. She should be mad at the Dean. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're going to kick these two kids out because my husband, Larry is an asshole. Yes, I agree. Larry's an asshole. You're going to bet. Like, it's a crazy thing for her to do. In theory, the Dean of admissions at the school should be somebody of like integrity. And like, I don't know. Yeah. So like, I, 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 I definitely hear what you're saying, but I, I think in like the scenario that I've made up, which might have nothing to do with anything, but yeah. like, I think it's there, it makes sense where it's like, yeah, maybe that's not the best thing to do, but like, I'm sure that's how things happen a lot is like, yeah. you're okay. doing favors for people. And then the guy who you're doing a favor for pissed you off. And you're like, you know what? I'm not doing you a favor. Yeah. Um, I just think uh, we have a leader in the clubhouse for uh, one of the awards at the end of the day. <laughs> the team. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I certainly think her behavior, her in the ice cream store is far worse than what she does in her capacity as Dean. That's what yes. I would say. Yes. Okay. <laughs> to you, the uh, over the oversampler. Oh, is, uh, yeah. The oversampler is a much bigger yeah. <laughs> sit against society. Yeah. <laughs> um, Larry's like, this is crazy. Uh, anyway, I was completely in the right. You know, I was just like trying to help the counter woman. She clearly was overwhelmed. You know, she's always told the customer is always right. And turns out most of the time the customer is a moron and an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> 
especially if you're the customer, Larry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, very, uh, very self-aware here. Um, and secondly, you know what? She was just breaking the rules of society. There are unwritten rules that we have that we help us go about our day. And, you know, like at night, you tiptoe because you don't want to wake anybody up. There's no sign that says you must tiptoe here. You just use your head, you know, to tiptoe. Um, yeah. Big flex by Larry David, of all people, citing the unwritten rules of society that yeah. one must adhere to. Yeah. I don't go such as, such as yeah. you know, don't steal the flowers from, yeah. <laughs> from, <laughs> from the funerals. Yeah. Mm. Um, now the fuck man shows yeah. up. Yeah. Um, well, before before. Um, oh, Larry promises uh, that he's going to fix it. Right. He has to f- yeah. promise Loretta and Cheryl he's going to rectify. Yeah. He'll make things right. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. We have your uh, your rectify your rectify line. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know, whenever I have a problem, you know, I, I apologize. And it's always effective. Hmm. And Cheryl is like, always. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, fine. Pretty effective. Yeah. So he gets, he, he gets uh, pretty effective. Yeah, One pretty. We've seen five seasons of the show. Uh, we had a whole clip clip uh, sh- uh, segment at the end of the last episode of season five. That would beg to differ with. Uh, yeah, I would say I say has been effective. I would say his batting average is like, what would you say? Twenty five percent. Yeah, I was, I was actually. Yeah, I was going to say 250. Yeah. OK, he's batting 250. Yeah. Not ideal. Um, yeah. So um, very bizarre little exchange here with the pain. His usage this rate, is- though, very, very high. Yeah. Larry does um, apologize more than just about anyone. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. He has many, many opportunities yes. to apologize. Um, yeah, I don't know what this whole scene is about here. Um, I guess you just want to show more people not wanting to take the 50. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, the- first Larry complains. He's like, I don't understand you were here for two hours, but like, you were, I know you were in the bathroom for 20 minutes. Like, what do you got here? Like 20 minutes been- is an incredibly long time to be in a bathroom. What are you doing there? You don't have a smartphone. Yeah, well, yeah, some, right, exactly. And yeah, some, like, somebody else's bathroom, especially. Yeah. But I'm saying now I'm thinking it's definitely possible. Oh, I, now, I've, def- please. I've definitely been guilty of that. I've been at like maybe a party when, uh, you know, I'm not of total sound mind. And so I go into the bathroom and then I just sort of space out on my phone for a while and I lose track of time. And then I open the door and there's someone staring at me, you know, very uh, annoyed because they've been waiting <laughs> for it could have been 30 seconds and it could have been 45 minutes. And I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's really no way to know. I mean, what yeah. you're like, you're d- deep down the hole on the uh, Montague guy from uh, Three Musketeers. Yeah. What's his name? Don yeah. Darte? D'Artagnan. Yeah. D'Artagnan. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I like their little exchange when the, the guy's like, he's like trying to like relate to Larry. He's like, he's like, listen, you know, like it's like, you know, it's an all in type of thing. Like, I don't clock it. Like, you know, you understand. Yeah. You, you clock it. No, he's like, yeah. yeah, I also don't charge people to use the bathroom. By the way, incredibly cheap 20 bucks an hour. Yeah, 25 bucks an hour is very For a painter? For, uh, that's crazy. For yeah, anybody. Yeah. For, any, right, for any sort of person to come do something in your house, $25. There's an hour literally very, nothing very I can think of a babysitter. That's the only thing I can think of that could be under $25 an hour. Um, a cleaning yeah. lady, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, cleaning cleaning people get charged uh, less yeah. than that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I I have the, the cheapest handyman I ever found was like thirty five or forty dollars an hour. Oh yeah, that's and like good. they were and like they were, they weren't a good handyman. They were very bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were like uh, they were like a somewhat handyman. They, they were earning their thirty five dollars. I'll say no this: more. they were much handier than me. Like, so okay, it's like it was right, still yeah. like, it was relative. still like worthwhile yeah. to like get some things in like basic form versus you know not at all, but yeah. um, not ideal. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Larry offers him the Funkhauser 50. The guy's like, no, I don't want that. Um, so Larry, you know, he cobbles together between uh, 
what else he has. He has a 4590s, like you can even have the 4590 of coins, basically, <laughs> or you can have this disgusting 50. And the guy's like, I'm not touching that 50. And uh, he takes uh, the garbage money. Yeah. Now, I don't understand. This thing is still like sweaty. Like, hasn't it been like, it's been some yeah, it, time. Yeah. This, this, you know, this is not a real thing. That, yeah. Like, uh, the condition, what condition this bill is in that, like, no one is even willing to accept it. Like, even in, like, in a real store, they won't take it from you. Yeah. Uh, which is what happens when he tries uh, when they, he heads over to Flower Star, um, and you know he has the flowers. Uh, sorry, he doesn't have the flowers, and he's like, "Matt Marty, you screwed me over." You know, no one's yeah. taking this fifty for me. Uh, but you know, as way, why, why they had a different florist? Why can't they go to the florist from uh, last season? Was that last season? Last episode? The uh, last the florist was uh, the guy with the with the, with the, the bookie. Yeah, yeah, he was but it wasn't talking. Florist, he was he makes great, he he was makes great food. Yeah, yeah, he was also the caterer for the wedding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't, right, we said it was a potluck, potluck wedding. <laughs> a potluck wedding. Um, so, um, Larry, as he's driving, he spots the uh, Ida Funkhauser roadside memorial and he pulls over. He's uh, looking around. No one's really care. No one's looking. No one sees what's going on. And he grabs a bouquet of flowers and puts it in his coat and runs off. Mm. Um, now, let me ask you is this the worst thing that Larry David has done so far on the show? No, please. I think is it, it is. Is that what does it really matter? There's so many flowers there. He, I mean, he when when Funkhauser's dad died, he stole the golf putter out of his uh, casket. Right, but he thought that was his. Okay, but like that, like that was. I mean, that's there's one you know golf club there as opposed to there's hundreds of flowers here. What's the difference? I think that Funkhauser's I mean, a maniac to drive by several times a day, you know, to of, check. The, of course, both things can be true. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, this, it's, let me put it this way: it's bad form. You would never want to be caught doing it. But like. If I had, if God forbid, a member of my family uh, passed away in such a way that there was a bunch of flowers being left in a location, if someone else, if I saw someone come and take the flowers, I'd be insulted. But if I heard later, oh, someone, you know, was going by and they need some flowers, and they grab some. Okay, sure. Fine. I wouldn't be offended. Yeah. I mean, I just think that, like, we don't usually see Larry doing things, like, on purpose, like, knowingly doing something bad. He's usually, like, creating faux pas or just, like, being an asshole. It's like, he, like, he goes to a, a woman's grave, like, grave site. And oh no, it's not her gravesite. Fine, it's the but, side like, of the it's crash. Her, right, it's yes. yeah, the side of the crash. It's yeah. almost, uh, he's like, oh, I'm gonna steal these flowers. It's really yeah. bad. If, eh, if there's one flowers, it's bad. With malice aforethought. Yes, I understand socially why it's bad. You know, it's not done in polite society. But I, like, is it like from an uh, from a, in a vacuum in a moral cult, like in my moral guide view? Is that like a more immoral thing to do than many many other things he's done? I don't think so. Because the because the consequence of it is immature. Like who cares? Because we, we we just assign this you know value that is you know I don't know. Like who cares? That the it's like a, it's like in my wedding. You know when I sit next to my wife at weddings during the ceremony and um at, at most orthodox at many orthodox weddings I should say most at many orthodox weddings the ceremony the the men and women sit separately as if they're in synagogue and then for the rest for the party for they sit together, um and I actually enjoy the fact the separate seating because when you're at a mixed seating chuppah, uh then you ha- I have to sit next to my wife. And if I take out my phone to watch a game or to text my friends or to time how long, you know, a speech is going so I can bet on it, she'll slap me and tell me I'm rude, put the phone away, you're not nice. But when I'm sitting with all my friends, it's totally fine, right? Of course. Yeah. And so I think, like, to take out your phone and text on your phone at a wedding is like, you know, it's like stealing the flowers here. It's, it's technically speaking like the, the, the inappropriate, the rude, the immoral thing to do. But eh, who really cares? Right. It's a victimless crime. Yeah. I went out of my way at my wedding to tell my friends. You don't have to listen. You don't have to pay attention. You can be on your phones. Oh, very, yeah, very boring. Yeah. Purely for the family. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So yeah, so uh, Larry uh, continues on to the school and he goes to the, see the dean and, you know, he apologizes. He's like, look, you know, I was in such a rush because I was getting ice cream for the children. And like, you know my whole story. You know, I took in this family from the hurricane and I have these children living with me and they're such cute children. And, you He's know, not wrong, by part- the way. And I don't even particularly like children, <laughs> but I just like, I love it when they call me daddy. They're so excited that daddy was going to be ice cream. Um, and the dean, she's like, you know what? That's fine. That's great. I accept your apology. You know, it's actually, you know, it's so nice. It's so rare to see that when someone admits that they're wrong, that they were rude, that they're a bad person. <laughs> and Larry's like, oh, actually, I'm a pretty good person. You know, I did take in that hurricane family. <laughs> yeah. Again, he's completely in the right here. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, she's very happy with the flowers. She asks her assistant to, uh, you know, put them in a nice vase. Um, and then we get into another weird diversion where they spend like literally a minute here going over these fabrics. Yeah. I just like assumed like, OK, there's obviously going to be a big payoff with the fabrics later. Because, well, like, the point spend- is that she can't make decisions. They're just, you know, leaning into that. Yeah, I know. But it was like, I, I definitely thought the fabrics was coming back. Like, they make a whole thing about the fabrics and the couch. Like, I thought he's going to come back. He's going to, you know, spill ice cream onto the couch. I don't know. I, I didn't really remember. Mm. But, like, I thought, like, this, this was definitely coming back. But it is um, insane, by the way, of Larry, that as he's walking out of her office, he, like, starts fighting with her about the uh, about the swatches. Like, get out. You're out. You're safe. Don't <laughs> yeah, call right, you're right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's like, right. This is what the classic, like, uh, um, like negotiating past the sale. Yeah. It's like, all you could do now is yeah, root it. It's like, you've yeah. already, like, you, you've done it. Like, she's happy. You're fine. The kids are fine. Like, all that, your, your continued presence in that office <laughs> yeah. will only, you know, deteriorate the situation. Yeah. There's no upside here. Yeah. She's not going to be like, and I'm giving you a million dollars. And I think increasingly a lot of Larry's uh, issues are you know self self uh, you know uh, self self caused penalties? Oh yes, yeah. lot, lots yeah. of cell phone issues. Yes. Um, so um, he's on his way home, and he's like, hmm, "It worked once. Why don't I get more <laughs> okay. flowers?" Yeah. <laughs> so now he has. Stolen- this is a slippery slope. Yes, he's now stolen three. <laughs> exactly. He Larry becomes a full fledged thief in this episode. Yeah. Um, and he gets one for Cheryl, one for Loretta. He brings it in. Everyone's in love with him. It's so great. He, smooth, he even tells him, oh, and I also smooth things over with the Dean. He's a hero. And Larry's feeling like he's about to get some, uh, some action, taking Cheryl upstairs. Um, but then the biggest uh, cock blocker in the land, Marty Funkhauser, walks in. Mm, yes. And he's like, I was driving by, and I noticed all these flowers are missing. What's going on? Does anyone know anything about the flowers? And Larry's like, how did what? You know, the flowers are missing. He's like, yes, I try five, ten times a day, <laughs> ten times a day to check in on the flowers, uh, which is psychotic, obviously. Yeah, well, this is the equivalent of Barry Weiss noticing that she lost 47 followers on Twitter and immediately complaining about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, he uh, he does a little sniff in the house and he's like, hmm, I think I smell the white lily. And he looks over and he recognizes the flowers. And he's like, what's going on here? You stole the flowers from my mom's <laughs> memorial site. By the way, all everyone- the flowers Larry stole are like identical. They also have this weird sash around them. Yeah. They had been outside um, for maybe uh, 10 minutes at the longest. <laughs> everyone yells at Larry. Yeah. Um, By the way, why and- does Funkhauser show up at LD's house in the first place here? <laughs> yeah, it makes no you sense. need to speak like- to him in person about the message LD left on his voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Very odd. Right. The message he left was you gave me a bad $50 bill. So yeah. you know, maybe he came to give him $50, but then he, yeah. uh, he's, he smelled the white lily. Um, yeah. Uh, Marty says, Larry, if you weren't my best friend, I would pop your head off with my bare hands. <laughs> yes. So it's Larry remarks. You're not my best friend. He's not my best friend. <laughs> yeah. I like died at that. He's yeah. Like, 
He's like, but you know, he's gonna... this happens multiple times in the show, doesn't it? It can't just be this one that I'm remembering. Yeah, I think it happens a few times. Yeah, yeah. Well, Larry always gives him the same answer. But here's I'm the so thing. lucky to I'm so lucky to have yeah. Larry as my best friend. Yeah. So Larry's going to rectify here, right? He's going to go back to get the third bouquet. And this to me is insanity. And why, by the way, why would Cheryl encourage him? Like the consequences of pissing off the Dean are far graver than the consequences of pissing off an already pissed off Funkhauser. Right. Right. Yeah. Like you've yeah, made he... it. You've made it good with the Dean. You've got the kids back in. As, as you said, like you're going to come in, like trying to re-steal the flowers and ruin everything all over again. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. And even let, if you whatever, wanted to, let, Cheryl let, would never let, let you. Yeah, let Funkhauser be pissed at you. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. Mm. Right, yeah, don't yeah, don't get don't go back to the dean. You're hundred percent right. Yeah, this is his, his fatal move right here. Um, he's gonna get everyone's go screwed. Um, and he's like, he's like, Cheryl, you know, is there any is there still any way you can, you know, get back on your good side, get head back head back upstairs? And she's like, Well, you know, I do love that bottle of perfume. That might do the trick. Now, this is crazy. Is this like a, an impossible to get item? I mean, it seems like they sell it at this store that's 10 yeah. minutes from their house. Like, how much can a bottle of perfume cost? Like, the most? $70? I don't know. I'm sure there are very, very expensive perfumes. Let's, let's say it's 200 bucks. okay? It's not a hard thing for Cheryl to get. You know, it's down the... Like, it's just... Like, if she wanted, she could just go buy it herself. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing that she's like, well, I'm so pissed at my husband, but if he buys me this bottle of perfume, then I'll have sex with him. Okay. It, just, it just doesn't pull- seem like... I just yeah. Googled very expensive perfume and yeah. there's a bottle of perfume. You can for buy a million dollars. I'm sure. Yeah. No, but at May, even at Macy's, there's $900. Neiman Marcus, there's okay. a $6,000 perfume. $1,000 doesn't mean anything to Cheryl either, by the way. <laughs> well, then you can say about that about anything. Yeah, but this all, but it's not like behind some special glass. It's just sitting there. It seems like a pretty standard bottle that is at this um, pharmacy that he goes to. Yeah. Um, there's no yeah, way that I bottle mean, costs more than hundred bucks. I mean, I mean, the, the, the payoff is that all is that she has sex with her husband. Like, it's not like he's like doing like the worst thing in the world from her perspective, like necessarily. It's like, okay, yeah, you she, know, what? If you she, buy me a treat, then I'll, you know, after, and you also did get me flowers and you and you made the thing with the doing. All right, fine. So Funkhauser's a little pissed. So, you know, that rubbed me the wrong way. But like, you know, you do something a little nice for me. You'll get me to back in a good mood. Right. I mean, Cheryl is not usually one to resweeten, to desour and resweeten, as George would say. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. She's, when Cheryl's sour, she's sour. Yeah, her her mood is ruined. Yeah, I'm turned off, as Susie says. Yeah. Um, so By the way, I like so, that uh, bar in the entryway of the new David House. Yeah, right. I've never I've really, never really seen a, a house with an open bar <laughs> in the lobby. <laughs> in, in the lobby, yeah. I guess I don't lobby. know that many people have houses like Larry David's. So yeah, uh, yeah. I would think you usually put it like in the side room, but yeah, I guess if you have one of these like big open concepts, you might like that's where you often where you're entertained. It's yeah. in, like the main uh, foyer. Yeah, so I I have mine like in the dining room, but should I move it to the uh, the front room of the house? You should. Yeah, I got it from Larry. Right, we okay. Put it like in the mudroom. Yeah. <laughs> Kids, you're gonna have to find another cubby. <laughs> take take off your boots yeah. and have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, he heads over to the perfume store and he's waiting online. And this is a great scene where it's like him and the yeah. other guy are having like a standoff. This yeah. happens obviously. Oh my god! Drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally on Larry's side. L- lines have to be in a fair system so that you you do one squiggly line, or like people can stand in the middle. But like you don't, you shouldn't have to choose a line and then be stuck with your bad decision for the right. next twenty minutes. Right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I mean, one of the uh, silver linings of COVID, I would say, is that the supermarkets now, or at least the ones I go to, all use the single line format where you wait on one yeah. long line, yeah. and then it's like then you're guided to which. So ironically, uh, I don't like that. Because I feel confident in my ability to to do line selection <laughs> to na- better to than navigate. the average person. 
but now I don't have, now I can't use that to my advantage. Now I got to stand with everybody else. I will say like it, when you come into customs in America, you go on a squiggly line and then, you know, they call, they send you to the next, whichever one it is. You don't have to like make a decision in Israel. When you go into customs, you have to make a decision and there's a whole bunch of lines. And so my wife and I always routinely stand in two separate lines. And then whoever gets yeah. the front first, the kids go. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. That's a classic move. That's like the main reason to get married. Yeah, It's one of the, I was going to say, what are the few advantages? <laughs> uh, you uh, cut your line uh, standing or, or it's, it's not even that you necessarily save time. It's the emotional, like it's not having to watch the whole time nervously. Oh, that's where I would have been. Right. Yeah. Because you have two choices. Yeah. Right. You just like, yeah, you just like take it off the plate. It's like, all right, yeah. you know, we're, you know, we're doing everything we can. We'll be yeah. fine. Um, yeah, also yeah, tell your so kids, yeah, yeah. Go, go stand with mama. Yeah, so yet yeah. again, uh, Larry gets stuck behind the sample abuser. Hmm. Um, and this woman wants to try all sorts of different things, which again, I would say, like, in a especially in like a cosmetic store, like, you're not doing that at the checkout, like, you're doing yeah. that, like, when you're, you're like off in the store picking which thing you want to buy, and like, once you've decided what to buy, you go to like, this doesn't make sense. I'm I, gonna try this at like a CVS, like, start looking at the oh, look at this People magazine, oh, National Enquirer, is that a good one? <laughs> See how, oh, I see you have gum. Oh, and you have M&Ms also. See how long I can do it. I'm going to, yeah, take start taking out like batteries and like seeing if they work in your device. <laughs> no, oh, I like this one. Oh, no, I, no, I like I the triple A though. Yeah. Do you have the Duracell also or just the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that Energizer bunny. Yeah. But each of these um, uh, employees, these working uh, women are both very, very acquiescent to the oversampling. Yeah, so I guess that's the way it works in this store. Um, and uh, Larry's getting like increasingly aggressive, uh, loudly ruminating <laughs> on you know the desire to sample everything in life. Perhaps yes. you know when I go to a restaurant, I could sample every item on the menu. Oh, wait, that's uh, a great thing to do. Yeah, that, that and Larry like, could yeah, do that. I would love to go to that restaurant. Yeah. I've I I have a uh, I have a friend who um, owns a restaurant. It's, he's the chef and owner of the restaurant. And I have told him on several occasions that what every single person who comes to his restaurant wants for dessert is not to get any of the desserts. They want a sample plate of all the desserts. Yeah, and Obviously. he tells me I'm wrong. I was like, I'm like, I'm telling you, everyone would order that, but it's yeah. probably, it probably it probably uh, he wouldn't make money that way because like scaling up the desserts i have no idea he's like no it yeah. doesn't work I can't do that i was like ah, no but there are restaurants that do that i've never seen it yeah like they we have like every they have like five options for like ten dollars each or you can get like a sampler for like 25 bucks and they give you like oh. smaller pieces i've seen that before okay but well, every place should do it i agree no but you want it to be the price of like getting a dessert you want, yeah, like, a, you want like a bite of each yeah but they're not going to do that yeah i know but they're not going to do that they're going to charge more yeah, I guess. But even I even if you get like a mixed tacos, you can get like, you know, uh, this taco, that taco, or you can get a mix and they charge like $2 more for that. You know, right. they charge more for the same thing if you're. Yeah. Right. Know. If you do anything different. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, um, yeah. And uh, by the time he uh, he gets to his uh, spot online, um, the last perfume bottle was bought by his uh, his antagonist on the other on the other line. Yeah. Um. So this is what Larry just completely loses it. He like yeah. makes a whole scene. He's like, you know, your line system is ridiculous. You know, there's a lot of different things you can do. You can do the, the, you can do the snake approach from Disney. You can do the deli method, yeah. take a number. But really, I think the best solution is the one line. It's fair and square. You rope it off. Uh, some people, you know, you don't, you're not, you're not going to be on top of each other. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's how it should be. Mm. That's how they do it at like TJ Mask, Max, Max, Masks. What's that show called? Max. That, that, yeah. Oh, um, P- so- oh P- the show is PJ Masks. <laughs> the show is PJ Masks. But to annoy my kids, I always sing to myself, TJ Maxx to the TJ Maxx. And my kids get so annoyed. That's not the words. And now I've confused myself. So 
Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I always get into arguments with my daughter who loves PJ masks. And I tell her that Romeo is the good guy and the PJ masks are the bad guys because like they should be sleeping. Like, what are they doing? They should be at home in bed. Like they're out causing trouble. Mm. She gets very angry at me. Yeah. She hasn't understood the uh, the uh, sort of the uh, yeah. she doesn't know the deeper complexities of yeah. what it's really but one, to yeah, say. but but it, so so you're saying that it, what is the word I'm thinking of like Mad Men and Sopranos, the anti villain? No, the anti hero. Yeah, anti hero. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Sorry. She hasn't, under, she, hasn't, she hasn't learned that concept. Yeah. Yet, her, it's her also kids. I think PJ Masks in a lot of ways is like a show about absentee parenting. Mm-hmm. parenting i have to confess who, i don't know a single thing about any of the shows my kids watch even though uh, they've been on it in the, and i've been in the room with them on a million times yeah i couldn't tell you anything about that i couldn't tell you anything about um any of those shows yeah so um so larry heads back to school and uh jeff and Susie's meeting is going on and mm. they like they're like they're like mouthing to each other during the interview, like what are you doing here and, like, an, an incredibly incredibly hard uh routine that larry's trying for here yeah. You know, like the um, famous Catherine Zeta-Jones um, scene? In Entrapment? Yeah, in Entrapment. Yeah. I feel like what Larry's trying to do here is harder. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. Um, and yeah, he's like trying to slide in and maneuver to navigate. He finally grabs it. But like as he's going out, the secretary is coming in and he quickly stuffs the flowers in Susie's bag. And when there's a whole commotion, they come out and they see uh, they're like, oh, what's Larry? What are you doing here? Oh, I, you know, I figured I would come. They would have coffee with them after the big interview. <laughs> that's a normal thing to say. Um, and they're like, oh, well, he was here earlier. He brought. Well, oh, how, what was flowers? Larry's plan? Because Larry assumed that there was going to be two guards, uh, you know, uh, on set. Right. He thought there was going to be the woman in the front room. And then there was going to be the dean in the back room with, with the big glass window. So what was Larry's plan? Like the fact that the first woman is temporarily out and that the dean has her back to the window and that she's distracted by someone like it's perfect for Larry. But he could have been planning this. So what was he expecting? Yeah. He really should have just gone to a flower star. Yeah. Would have been much easier. Yeah. Now that like, and he should have made sure to bring like real money. Or he would have, should have said, you know what? Funkhauser. Fuck you, Falkhauser, because I can do whatever I want to you. And apparently there's no consequence because I'm still your best friend. So <laughs> I ruin your uncle's testimonial. I ruin right. your father's funeral. And I'm stealing flowers from your dead mother now. Right. You're still my best friend. Yeah. Well, I'm your best friend. You're not my best friend. <laughs> right. Um, and I'm not your best friend either. <laughs> yeah. So um, they're, uh, the jig is up. They spot the. Uh, the flowers in Susie's bag, and then we cut to outside, yeah. and the Greens are furious at Larry. Now, not Louis only can she go to the school, yeah. Susie, uh, yeah, Susie tells him, you know, just knowing you was a liability, and Jeff, this is like one of the best Jeff scenes of the whole yeah. series so far. Yeah, he loses like, it. You have ruined my life. Now I have to live with this. She, like, he points to, like an angry Susie. She's like, yep, that's right. Yeah. He's like, you fucked me. Yeah. Now here, I have so many questions about this scene. First of all, why is, who leaves their purse like that? Like, hold on. Before I go into this room for the interview, let me take my purse, leave it in another room, which is unsupervised, by the way. Like, so that makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Number one. Right. Number two, why is Susie like, why is Susie blamed? Why is Sammy thrown out? Like, none of that makes sense. So the the, the dean comes out, says, what's going on? Why are the flowers in, in, in Susie's purse? And then Larry admits, oh, sorry, I was trying to re-steal them. And I threw them in that purse quickly. Why would the Greens be blamed for that? They've done nothing wrong. Susie could have explained that. Or conversely, if the dean says, oh, now the Greens are trying to steal my flowers, Greens kids are out, why is Larry's kids out? How are they both being blamed for this? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, Schrodinger's uh, flowers. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, none of that the, makes right. any sense. Right, right. Because the presumption is that it was there, that Susie got caught stealing the flowers. Yeah. Is why. 
is what they would initially think. And then Susie would defend herself and say that she had nothing to do with it. And then, let you know, so. Yeah, but like you could see it's like escalating to a point that, that Dean's like, you know what? All of you out of here. Yeah. Like, I don't care which one. Obviously, some of you were stealing flowers for, yeah. for some reason. I don't know what's going on here. He's yeah. showing up. You're all trash. Get out of here. Yeah. And by the way, I think um, I still think I think not the D not letting Jeff and Susie's kids in. That's fine. But to not let uh, Loretta's kids in, I still think is uh, very yeah. cancelable. Well, yeah, I, maybe people weren't as uh, socially conscious back then. Yeah. And uh, only Larry. Argue. What a good person he is bringing in a hurricane yes. family. Yes. Um, and Larry's like, well, can I still get those flowers? And Susie like <laughs> shoves him in his like shoves him in his uh, face. Ob- like, obviously, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Don't very much reminded Susie. me of the uh, the Christmas card. When uh, yeah, <laughs> he's like, with you the want a Christmas card? Yeah. You have the Christmas card. Like, Everybody gets a card. Yes. <laughs> Jerry got a card. Yeah. Kramer got a card. By the way. If that was uh, George's intent, that would worked out much better. Much better. Yeah, that's than what Christmas he wants. Card. Yeah. 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 Although that was very yeah. aggressive. Well, perfect segue. Uh, let's get to uh, uh, they are going to the funeral now. And Cheryl's dress is uh, rather low no, for a funeral. Oh, was skip? oh yeah. I was just excited because Cheryl looks very good at that funeral. <laughs> that's yeah. No worries. Um, yeah. So we head over first to Funkhauser's house and uh, to Larry's going to bring over the flowers. And Funk's like, no, these flowers are like no like oh. they don't even stand up properly you ruined the flowers um and richard lewis happens to be there he's also paying his respects you know there's also some other people who are in from out of town and uh every time a tray of uh, hors d'oeuvres comes in everyone runs to pounce on it um larry calls them vultures and richard's like yeah i bet if you threw a quarter down there'd be a stampede mm. um that's and- uh before um, Larry uh, says, like, yeah, what's, what's going on over there? And, and Richard explains, yeah, it's like Funk took all of his mom's stuff because he's a psycho. And he's like making he made like a shrine to her of all like mm. her belongings that she left yeah. behind. And lo and behold, but Larry looks over and a bottle of Cheryl's perfume that he was unable to acquire is on the spot. And he looks and no one's looking and he grabs it. And he is now a uh, what's it? Uh, he's stolen four things now in this episode. Uh, three from Funkhauser. I guess all four from Funkhauser, right? Yeah. Well, no, because I guess the Dean is the it's the same flowers. He stole twice from two different people. Yes, but 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 he stole he restole the flowers. He stole three bouquets of flowers. He stole one of those bouquets a second time or attempted to right. get caught. So that's four. And now this is the fourth this is thefts. The fifth, this is the fifth theft of a fourth item because one item he stole twice. Right. Right. One of those but bouquets four, was Grover Cleveland. And four, four of the five items were from Funkhauser. <laughs> yes. Sure. <laughs> yes. I don't always steal, but what I do, I steal from Funkhauser. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. This is worse than when he tries to take the putter out because the putter he believes is his and is there by mistake. Right. Yeah. Here he's just stealing from everybody yeah. the whole yeah. episode. He, do- he, do- he doesn't he doesn't have any justification like, well, really, this should be mine. No, he's just like he's knowingly just, stealing other people's stuff because okay. right. okay. he wants it. You're making a valid point. Yeah. I don't think he, he usually like acts this malicely. Mm. But let's just forethought. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As I said before. Um, yeah. So um, so it's the next day. We're at the funeral and Cheryl's very, yeah, as you said, yeah. looking very good and obviously smelling very good. Oh, yes. Um, they're they're waiting in line to, uh, you know, go pay their respects to the family. And as they draw closer, Marty's uh, and the super family, by the way, ability. the entire family is Marty, his wife, and then their daughter, Jody, which is Mayim Bialik, who we've seen before. She's back. She does not say a word in the scene. Where's all the other funk houses? We know there's many, many, many funk houses. We just saw a testimony with 200 of them. We know that Vince Vaughn is going to be a funk in the future. We know there's going to be a baseball player funk houser. There's funk. There's this Bam Bam funk houser. Where's Bam Bam? Bam Bam's mother is dead. She's not at the funeral. Like all the funk houses are very absent from this funeral. Very shocking. 
Yeah, I'm sure that'll all go over very well with Marty. Yeah. So he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he lets things go very easily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Marty uh, sniffs something in the air. And he's like, I think that's my mother's missing perfume. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Larry starts panicking and he says, quick, look, somebody dropped a 50 and throws the Funkhauser $50 bill on the floor. And as the vultures pounce, he hustles Cheryl away. So I have a few questions here. Um, first of all, will Funkhauser's incredible sense of smell ever turn to the show? I say no. <laughs> of course not. No, yeah. this is, it's a one time feat. Of How does Larry explain this behavior at the end of the episode to Cheryl? I guess he, so he's gonna have to tell Cheryl I stole that bottle that I gave you from Funkhauser's mother's uh, 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 shrine, and that's why I had to cause the diversion so he wouldn't get mad at me. Yeah, I mean, really, at a certain point, Larry's got to just like lean into his stuff and be like, "Yeah, I stole, yeah, yeah I stole, I stole the bottle because you know I'm Larry David, yeah, and that's what I do. You needed that perfume <laughs> bottle, I got it for you." Now let me ask another question: Why was the the yucky old fifty in the new jacket pocket? Because he's wearing a, he's wearing a suit here at this funeral. So why is he transferring it from yeah. pocket to pocket? Is he trying to get rid of it somehow still? Is it in his pocket or, we, or is it in a wallet? Yeah, no, he takes it out. No, he never puts it in his wallet. The whole time from when uh, Marty first deposits it in the jacket pocket yeah, of yeah, his I other jacket, see. he always keeps it in a jacket. And here yeah, he takes no, it out of the front. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it doesn't mm. make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so what is your uh, rating for this episode of? I will give it pretty, 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 pretty good. Uh, four pretties out of five. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think like not there's a lot some stuff in this episode that doesn't necessarily make a ton of sense, but it's all very, very funny. Like the like the physical comedy in the scene where he's like trying to steal. The, the flowers from the dean is really great that's a great scene there's a few great montages like the, all the stuff where he's like waiting online is awesome um the deaf you know total brown <laughs> screaming at larry is in, an icon i didn't even remember that but like now it's gonna be like an iconic scene for me i think i'll i'll remember that one for a long <laughs> you time fuck me yeah <laughs> you fucked me you ruined my life now yeah. i have to live with this, <laughs> this. yeah um uh, all right so so yeah. you're very high in this episode uh, yeah, it was me, a lot of fun. You're making me feel a little bad. My rating is pretty, pretty good. Uh, I was actually going to say many of the rankings are very high in this episode. I don't really understand why. To me, this episode is kind of meh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought there was, I thought it was a lot of fun. Hmm. I'm looking at, uh, so the first three episodes of a season, this is the best season of the show yet. Well, actually, that's not yeah. true. No, season two oh. is the best. Okay. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like I would have if you had told me has, season two has Thor and Trick or Treat. Right. Yeah, those are two very good episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you had told me that before the season, I would have believed you and assumed that it was because of Leon. Yeah. When, as it turns out, it is it is true so far, but very little to do with Leon. Mm. Yes. <laughs> right, so then, um, if it's not Leon, who is your come with guy in this episode? Uh, my come with guy is uh, gotta be the funk man. Um, you know, if all he was doing was pulling 50, 20 50s out of his out of his uh, sneakers, you know, five. it would have been enough. 
it would have been enough. Dayenu. Dayenu. Yes. If all he would have done is you know, say, oh, yeah, I drive by my mom's uh, memorial site 10 times a day to monitor the number of flowers, you know, even then, Dayenu. But you add on top of that this super smell ability that he has developed where he can just smell a whiff of flowers or perfume in the air. And, you know, you have a come with guy. So, again, I, I don't know what, what I was thinking when I watched this episode, but I, I didn't really have anyone for this episode. And I figured, well, Cheryl looks very attractive. Even after all Larry's Dean insulting and flower stealing behavior, she's still DTF in return for some perfume. So <laughs> I gave it to her without a clear answer. But, yeah, I mean, you're making a persuasive argument. Um, I don't know why I so disrespect the funk man. I see now you have given it to the funk man in in, in episode one and episode three, in two of the three episodes this season, the two non-Leon episodes. You've given it to the funk man. Yeah, I, fuck, the fuck man delivers. Yeah, and I've done so neither time. I gave it to Cheryl today, and I gave it to... Oh, I gave it to Loretta in uh, the first episode of the season. So Larry's two lovers. Yeah. Mm, interesting. All right. Who is your fucking asshole? Yeah, the fucking asshole this week. Uh, you know, I think I've been uh, broadcasting all episode. I think yeah. this has got to be one of those rare occasions where we mm. go uh, we go full LD. Mm. Um, you know, he's just stealing left and right from everyone. Um, even Jeff is angry at him. It's like, you know, you've done something bad. But like even Jeff is blowing up at you. Like Jeff yeah. is usually like on your side, you know, till death do us part. Um, and, you know, he gets he gets three kids kicked out of school because of his behavior. Um, yeah, he's the fucking asshole of the week. All right. Uh, you make a strong argument. But to me, it has to be the dean. Her ice cream store behavior is egregious. And then to threaten these poor two homeless African-American children with rejection from a school because of her perception of LD's behavior, to me, that's unforgivable. So to me, uh, fucking asshole of the week is the dean of admissions at Dryden School, who doesn't even get a name. Who's a, who's a bigger fucking asshole, the dean or uh, neighbor dean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> neighbor dean's an asshole. But, uh, oh, that's a good question. Are they related? Two deans. Are they related? Yeah. Uh, two deans. You know, do you know what the th- uh, there's the three deans on the first pl- page of Infinity Jest, which is usually like everyone who reads Infinity Jest knows about the three deans and like they don't know that much else about the book because ah, it's they very long guess. and very yeah. convoluted and impossible to read. Yeah. So it's like everyone has like I've read like that chapter with like the three deans like eight times and the rest of the book zero times. I'm um, just checking yeah. here. So Larry David is, has now a uh, five full worst person uh, fucking asshole points. He's been uh total of 10 times he's been called the worst person in us in what are we at the 63 episodes uh, we episodes. are at 53, 53. Episodes. yeah um yeah so larry uh, struggling there he's uh, he's got to be a little bit nicer um so yeah so it, it you know to talk about celebrities in the episode for a second it's weird that mind bialik comes back she doesn't even say a word mm-hmm. and so actually uh, do you listen to mind bialik's podcast uh, I think I subscribe to it, but I haven't really listened to it yet. I do the opposite. I don't subscribe, but I do listen. I'm not sure why I don't subscribe. Yeah, I just like I have a lot of podcasts that like I'll subscribe to. And then if it's like a guest that I'm interested in, I'll mm-hmm. listen to it. But like, I'm not going to listen to like every episode. because then So I, I heard her on yes, a I li- podcast. I listen. Yes, I listen to that. And I really liked her. And I mean, I, I have like a friend who I'm not sure if she works for her or if she's just her best friend. But her, every one of her Facebook posts is a post about Mayim Bialik. Like, but like is her name Mayim, is like, her name picture. six. No. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, but anyway, so but at, so I was sort of wondering why Mayim Bialik is on this episode as like not even talking. Like, why is that something she's doing in 2005? So I actually you know, went to look at her, her filmography. So after Blossom See, was like, off the air in 1995, she spent the next decade. That's when she was getting her PhD and stuff. Like she basically stopped. She was outside of Hollywood except for she VO stopped work. Working in Hollywood, yeah. She did VO work on cartoons. So uh-huh. the previous Curb episode that she did two years ago, the first time she plays Jody is really the first like acting that she had done since Blossom. 
and I kind of, you know, I listen to her podcast. I find her very fascinating. I kind of wonder why is it that Kirby enthusiasm in particular was what got you back into acting? Anyway. Um, well, she was, you know, uh, she was in other stuff in 2001, 2002. Oh, you're saying that's all voice. That's uh, yeah, that's all voice. Yeah, Seventh what? Heaven. She was on an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a couple other shows she was on alongside Kirby. Fat anyway. actress. I don't know what that is. She played herself, though. So that's, you know, could be a yeah, different yeah, thing. Count. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. By you know, the way, where's Vince Vaughn in this episode? We discussed it earlier, but all the funk houses should be here. Bam, bam. They should all be there. Yeah. Um, she will be on one more episode, the TiVo guy. Because jo- Jody transitions, right? Yes. Yeah. So and, the and, next time. Is there a different actor who plays Jody? Yes. Who is um, it? I, I oh, is it Chaz Bono? It's Chaz yes. Bono, I think. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. got it. I knew okay. it was somebody that we knew. I just, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, Jody becomes Joey Funkhauser. Mm. Ah, Joey, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, is it time for the postman? Yes. The postman is here. Mm. Postman! Postman! Come here! Tell the neighborhood! And the postman has three emails for us this week. The first one is for um, William Blake, and he says, Hey, Alex and Av, I am Will, and I'm a little too old to be an orphan, but I like being called daddy. That's a a little sexual. Yeah, I like it. Um, The samplers, the memorial, the orphan, the shoe money, the flowers, the two lines, the perfume. This episode is a classic. Oh, Come with guy Jeff. This was a tough episode since it was the whole cast versus Larry, but Jeff came with Larry to the ice cream shop, and that's enough. Um, yeah, that like no one's really on Larry's side basically at any point other than like the 10 seconds when Cheryl's about to have sex with Larry and then says, Not anymore. Yeah, but then she does um, again at the end, doesn't she? Or we don't know. Um, yeah, I guess it's it's suggested that he probably has redeemed himself. Yeah, um, for the fucking asshole, uh, William is with you. He says the sampler, she broke the unwritten rules and was pettier than Larry at every turn, yeah. which is a true accomplishment, especially in this episode. The, especially in this episode, correct? The icing on the cake is she used the pretentious pronunciation for Vaz. Which one is that? Did I say that? Did I say pretentious? Is it Vaz or is it Vase? Yeah, I say vase. Wait, vase? I say vase with like an S sound, not a Z sound. Yeah, I say, I say vase. I don't Vaz. know what they said in the episode. I don't know. All is right, that so pretentious what... or is that a regional thing? That might be a New York thing. Yeah, I don't know. Well, one of us is pretentious or not, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, maybe, uh, William, you could send in a, a voice note of which you think is the pretentious one. Or I guess I could listen back to the episode. Either way. Hmm. Um, but I probably won't. I'm, I'm playing um, this now. Next, next email is from Zach. Okay, Brooks, hold on. Vaz is the British pronunciation, and vase, the way I say it, is the American pronunciation according to Google pronunciation. But that's weird because yeah, I, there's definitely Americans who say vase. Yeah, I say vase. Yeah. Yeah, I probably used to say vase, and I switched them. Oh, the hell knows? Like, mm. I th- I think vase sounds better. I like it. I guess it's pretentious. Mm. Yeah, it sounds better. It sounds smarter. Vase, idiots. People are judging you for the way you pronounce vase. This is a Vox article. And w- which one do they say is better? Obviously, Vox prefers the pretentious one. Do you so put your flowers in a vase or a vase? Vase. Yes. Study after study is confirmed. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, just give me the answer here. Why don't you just tell me which one is pretentious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Enough already. <laughs> okay. We pulled, okay, a thousand people. How do you say the word in America? Do you want to guess the percentage who said vase and the percentage who said vase? I'll guess that 72% said vase. Vase rhymes with space, 89%. Mm-hmm. Vaz rhymes with spas, 11%. What All do you right. now, now what do you what do you assume about people um, who say it that way? Down to earth, 64% to 6% for vase. Stuck up, 54% to 3% for vase. <laughs> That's so very good. But, right. but hold on, but classy, 32 to 7 for vase. Yeah, I have classy. 
Educated 22-21. Educated is a split. Oh, smart is 21-10 in favor of ace. So the smart and educated, yeah. So, but yeah, but you can be classy. Because yeah, there's more of you. So you, you, you guys think you're smart, yeah. but you're not. Mm. Um, you say the word. You say the word Vaz wrong. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, here's another one, which uh, it reminds me of the pretentious Papier Mache from Seinfeld. Uh, how, <laughs> yeah. how do you how do you say F O Y E R? I say foyer, but yeah, Fo- foyer. foyer. Yeah, foyer rhymes with lawyer, not foyer yeah. rhymes with boy. A. Yeah. Um. That that's foyer. A seven, yeah. Um, any of these? Other, no, that one's boring. Um, that I didn't know that was a thing. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, okay. How do you how do you say N I C H E? Niche. Yeah. Apparently, a majority of people say niche. I did not know yeah. that. Well, it's wrong. Yeah. Uh, those people are down to earth uh, and rural. We are educated. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're Trump, Trump supporters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, well, okay, well then how about this one? How do you say D-E-C-O-R and the E has a little accent above it? Say it, say it again. D-E with an accent, C-O-R. Uh-huh. Decor. Of course it's decor, right? No, <laughs> well, it's a, decor? A, a majority of people say Decker. Rhymes no, with that's it. idiotic. Like Eric <laughs> Decker? <laughs> yes, is that insane? Like I live on Lie Decker Street and apparently, yeah, 53% say Decker and 47% say decor and decor is seen as stuck up and classy and decker is seen as uh more educated which uh and and down to earth and uh yeah rural so again uh, all the trump supporters are saying decker apparently (laughs) well now i have to go through the rest of these because these are really weird how do you say c-h-a-i-s-e lounge shy like a chase lounge oh chase lounge i don't even know that word okay oh okay well okay so all right. Okay. So that works. So I'm, I'm in the yeah. dumbest. <laughs> okay. Doesn't even recognize, can't even say the word. How do you say R O O F? Roof. 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 I say roof. Yeah. So it's rough. 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 Rough is a Midwest thing, I think. Uh-huh. I think uh, this is, a, I'm sure, a riveting podcast. <laughs> okay, <fine. laughs> well, I'll take it all out. Um, why do we start this? Oh, who knows? Foyer or Vase? Oh, no. Because, uh, yeah, Vase Vase. Okay. okay. Uh, Zach Brooks. <laughs> uh, did COVID? Yeah. No, we're everything. keeping that all in. It's all in. It's, it's all days. in. It's this is our longest episode yeah. ever, probably. <laughs> um, Zach Brooks asked, did COVID kill the ice cream sample forever? Yeah, uh, yeah you raised that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, he says, uh, kind of ho-hum episode with no Leon, and he gives it a 2.0. Oh, so, uh, so, Zach, more on your side. Yeah. All right. Let's see what uh, Olin Allen says. Maybe he'll break the tie. He says, a nice Funkhauser episode, a couple of his all-time classic lines, particularly the orphan bit. Uh, one bright side of when my parents die would be my ability to use that line. Mm, yeah. uh, fairly good, but middle of the road episode, like Ida's Morial rating three pretties out of five. All right, so Olin so goes it's a tie. Two, two, goes right down, You're worthless. Right down the middle. Yeah. You're worthless, Olin. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says, come with Guy Marty for taking such good care of his mother's memorial, remembering to pay his dues while mourning. And fucking asshole of the week, he says, Larry stealing flowers, not just when a necessity, but totally unneeded for Vivica and Cheryl. Yeah, that's true. It's like when he's just like, oh, I could get flowers for Vivica and Cheryl now. I'm going to steal those. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure you covered why he couldn't use a credit card or bank machine to pay for the flowers. Yeah. I mean, we actually didn't. But like, yeah, I think we just took it for granted, like how ridiculous it is that he's in there uh, with, you know, just this $50 bill. There's Mm -hmm. no other way to get flowers. And certainly not like, you know, the next time he needs flowers to replace the ones that he stole you know, to get to the Dean, you know, there's no, there's nowhere else in Los Angeles to get the uh, Lily white than yeah. the Dean's. Office. Well, he can't go back to the last guy. Cause he accused him of eating, of feeding dog to an entire wedding. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he could go back to the store that he was just in 20 minutes ago. They didn't yeah. kick him out. They just wouldn't take his disgusting. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he wasn't. He, he wasn't banned. Or, or, yeah, he wasn't banned. They'll yeah. take a different 50. Mm. Actually, you should never drive without your driver's license. Uh, PSA. But I've started to like some. I so rarely leave my house. And when I leave my house, I go to like, you know, the grocery store two blocks away. And so I like I often don't take my wallet because I don't even think about it anymore. And because my I can pay with my phone. Right. So I actually, I leave my driver's license in my car, like out of my wallet for that purpose, actually, which uh, is actually a smart thing to do because I'm not walking anywhere that I need my driver's license. Um, right. Yeah, I have no idea why I started the store now. So I don't either. <laughs> what were we talking about? All right, this has to come out. <laughs> that story was not pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> what, the, what were we talking about? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. All right, next week, we have the lefty call. Larry regrets getting Chacha a job in his building when she monitors his bathroom habits. Uh, he then runs into further problems when he's required to make phone calls lefty style. Uh, the Blacks and Larry are fed up with Cheryl's environmentally conscious but uncomfortable toilet paper. And a waiter objects to a doggy bag actually being prepared for a dog. Uh, Av, we had the plumber come over the other day because we're having problems with our, like the, the, the bathroom upstairs. All the kids use it and it's constantly getting clogged and you know requiring plunging, a big problem. So he points to my toilet paper and he says, no good. He says, everybody wants the Charmin, the nice soft Charmin, but it's, uh, it's no good for these old toilets. So my kids are back to the single ply. Oh, God, you can't live with that single ply stuff. Yeah. Don't, don't skimp on toilet paper. It's worth it to have, unless, unless your plumber bans you. I would say that the, uh, the, the more plies are. Hey.